dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Let's get to it. Wild card. Two different scenarios, supposedly. AL, it's pretty right, simple. Let's, okay, let's, let's AL, AL is very simple. There's nobody really in the race. I'm looking at the wild card here in the AL. Boston and, and, and the Yankees are the first two spots outside of the wild card right now. That's not going to happen. So no, well, here, it's, really, it's really not a race. It's Tampa Bay. It's Toronto. It's Seattle. And it's Texas. Okay. There's four teams right there. There's three spots. There's three right, spots so for those four teams. And right now, Seattle and Texas are tied for the third wild card spot. And I think in a tiebreaker, it goes to Seattle if the season ended today. So Texas would be out as of today. So with Texas, to, with, so, hold on a second. You're, you're confusing me here. So right now, let's just make sure everybody understands. Baltimore's in. They've won the East. Minnesota's in. They're going to win the Central. Uh, Tampa Bay is in. They're going to be the wild card. They're right. going to be the top wild card. They're going to host a game. For the wild right. card. Minnesota is going to host a game for the wild card. So the question is, do I have Toronto making it out of the East or do I have three American League West teams? Right now, Houston, as we record this, Houston's a game up on Seattle and Texas, I believe. But it'll go back and forth by the time the weekend's over. So break, break this all down for us. No, no, it's not even a game. It's Houston's leading the division. Okay. Right. Texas and Seattle are tied for second place in the American yes. League in the American League West. West. They're point they're half a game out. Correct. And then you've got Toronto who's a game ahead of uh, a half a game ahead of Houston and a game ahead of uh of Seattle and Texas. So okay. it's basically the American League West, Seattle, Texas, uh Houston and now we go over to the East with Toronto as that fourth team. Let's just assume right now, Baltimore's in, okay? No, Minnesota, no they've already won. They're in. Minnesota's in, Minnesota's and, in. and Tampa Bay is in. So there's Correct. three spots available, one to win the division and two wild card spots available. There's four teams that are realistically vying for those spots. That's Toronto, Seattle, Houston. Right. And Texas. So that's that. That's why the American League is so interesting to me, Rich, is because this year, those are four teams that I think could go deep into the postseason. But one of them is not even going to have a seat at the table. Okay, moving over to the to the National no, League. No, 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 stay, Did, let's stay in the National League. Hold it. Stay in the American League. No, stay in the American League. Just what? Stay in the American League. This is most fascinating. So Whitey Herzog wrote a book years ago called You're Missing a Great Game. And in the book, he mentioned that – in baseball, I lose more than I win, meaning that I put pressure on that other team. So I bet you know we always talk about put the ball in play, put the ball in play. When I put the ball in play, I force you to make a defensive play. I force you to do something. Chances are you're gonna get it done, but chances are you're also gonna not get to a ball and I'm gonna get a base hit. So if I put pressure on you, there's a chance maybe I'm not gonna beat you over the head the way I do in football. But there's a chance where you're going to make an error. You're a misplay of ball. You're not going to get the ball. Maybe you should have. And you're going to lose a game. So at this point right now, I've got four teams. I've got three teams vying. I've got four teams, excuse me, vying for three spots. Which is more likely to happen? That you're going to win this division or someone's going to lose it? Well, well, glad you asked, Rich. No. 
it, it sets up for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, they play their final 10 games, and I believe starting tomorrow, are four with Texas, three with Houston, and the last three games of the season with Texas. So Mariners play Texas, Houston, Texas to finish. You couldn't really have, as a player, that's the scenario I want. I control my own destiny. If I kick butt in these last the last 10 games of the season, not only am I in the playoffs, but I'm going to win the division, which is going to get me a bye. Um, so it, it, it's about, it, it's set up about as, as cool from a fan's perspective as possible. Cause these guys are playing each other down the stretch. It's not like Texas, Seattle, and Houston are off playing, uh, Kansas city, Detroit, and the white Sox. They're, they're battling out amongst one another. So I think the true winner is going to come out of that division, a, a team that really earned it. And then you, you look at Toronto. I don't know. It, it's so interesting because Toronto's a very formidable team. They can really pitch. Every, they're right. known for their offense, and they've been down a little bit offensively this year. Uh, but they can really pitch. So for them not to make it, wow, it's 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 interesting because all four of these teams I could see representing the American League uh, and winning the pennant, but one of them's not even going to get to the playoffs. That's why I was talking about the National League is so much different this year. It, it's basically – the Atlanta, well, I mean, the American League, there's the intrigue, there's the there's wow. the setup. Okay, four teams, three spots, and, and four quality teams. I mean, good teams. Right. All four of these teams, like I said, I could see representing the AL, and there's only room for three of them. Okay, so my question is, my question is, um, there's an old saying, pressure is a privilege. People that don't win anything never have any pressure on them. So talk to me about the pressure inside those clubhouses because it is a privilege, but it can also overwhelm you. And we've seen people where they couldn't stand that pressure. So talk to me about what's going on right now in those clubhouses, knowing I've got 10 days, seven days, five days, three days. It's going to come down to game 162 on October 1st, maybe for a do or die situation. What's going on in the player sets? Well, the, yeah. these this this is the time of year where you're you're grateful that you're in this position um yeah i think the ultimate situation is is to be like the the atlanta braves pressure's over you've already had a mini celebration for for uh clinching a playoff berth and and that's great uh, so you're just kind of coasting at this point. You're making your postseason. You can buy the postseason tickets for your cousins and your uncle because you're officially in. These guys on the other side of the coin, they don't know if they're in yet. They think they've got a good chance. They know that, but they still got to finish. They got to finish the season strong. It's a cool time of year. It's a playoff atmosphere before the playoffs even start. Uh Anybody that's got the, the that you know that September where oh you know it's the six months of the season it's the dog days of the of the season the dog days are no more for these guys I mean it, now the adrenaline is in overdrive and they've got more energy than they had on opening day for these last ten days especially in these cities I mean it's going to be a playoff atmosphere it's going to be packed houses and every night's going to be a big game every win is huge right now I was looking at the Mariners. They just went before this this finish they have set up. They played three with Oakland, and I did a, a show in Seattle, and the question was, well, what about the Oakland series? I said, this is also a part of the season 
where you've got to take advantage of the of the doormats of the league. Oakland is, I don't mean to be disrespectful, they're the doormat of the American League this year. You, them you in Kansas step on them, when you them in Kansas City. When you get an opportunity as a as a playoff caliber team, you can't take these these last place teams for granted because the only thing they've got left in their season, the only reason they get up in the morning and go to the ballpark is to spoil your playoff run. And to Seattle's credit, they just went in, swept swept Oakland like they're supposed to. Now it starts. Now the real playoff starts and the and the final kick begins. Because if you don't win those games, then you really aren't a playoff team because that's one of the measures of a playoff team is do you get up for the Yankees and the Notre Dames of the world or do you get up for every game because – you're that guy that everybody has on their has on their calendar circle. Exactly, exactly, and uh, I think that's that's the thing we get into in in professional sports is you do take you you take some teams for granted, and when you really <laughs> with the experience I have playing this game for for as many years as I did, if I could go back and do it over again. Those are some of the little subtle things I would do was make sure the team I'm on at the time, we don't take things for granted because I've been on teams and we do. And and it's not it's not like we did it. You know, I use this all the time on the show, did it in an arrogant manner. It's just part of part of life. And, and when you're rolling and you're playing well, you tend to tend to take things for granted because, you know, we go into this series. Of course, we win these series. We sweep the last place team. But you don't. And that's why I, I'm on this side of the ledger now of these playoffs and, and why I think the playoffs are so good because they're less predictable than they've ever been. You can you look at a wild card has changed everything. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, the, the teams, the teams that have to worry and be careful now are usually the best teams. The Dodgers who are going to clinch early, the Atlanta Braves who clinch early. Uh, I don't think Baltimore has to worry about it because they're so young and hungry. They don't know any better. This is their first time in this postseason atmosphere, so they don't have to worry about it. But the teams that just kind of coast and are the t- it, if you coast, what does that mean? That means you're one of the best teams in baseball because you've won so much. But you got to be careful in today's day and age with all these unbelievable finishes to not take it for granted because you won so because you won a hundred games. Oh, we're good. We know we're good. Well, these other teams are fighting to the wire, so they're already in playoff mode when they get to you. So, do you remember the uh, you remember the movie Patton? You seen the movie yeah. Patton? Yes. One of my favorite movies of all time. In there, there's a lesson that I've taken from that movie. That's about hubris. Hubris gets us all when we think we're just too big and we think we're invincible and we start taking everything for granted. Um, those are the ones that I wonder about. Uh, the teams that have to to fly to fight and, and claw and scratch are the ones like the Phillies last year that made it all the way through. So I think whoever comes out of this American League West is going to be so battle hardened. I don't want to play them in the first round. I don't want to play them in the playoffs. If I'm if I'm Bruce Bochy's Texas Rangers, who saw frontline pitchers go down, they go on a bad losing streak, and all of a sudden they're able to overcome all of that. I don't want to play them. Those guys those guys are battle hardened. Nothing's going to phase them. Exactly. And and uh, that's what makes the game today in 2023. Uh, it's much easier. It's much easier to get to the playoffs, but it's much harder to get through the playoffs because there are so many rounds 
there are so many challenges throughout. You catch a hot team at the wrong time. Uh, and, and this is the other day it was on sports classics. And anytime something from my childhood comes up, as we all probably do, we tune in for a bit. It was dad in the 1980 World Series. Oh, but yeah, was, I saw that. It was the playoffs. It was the Houston Astros. And I remember as a kid watching that and how awesome that playoff was. But then I thought back to it. It's 1980. The Phillies play 162 games. They win the division. Back then, it was the East and the West. So when you get to the postseason, you've got one set of playoffs. And it was the Philadelphia Phillies against the Houston Astros. You win that series, you go to the World Series. So it that's what I'm, It was best of five. Right. And that's why I'm saying back in the day, the 162 was so important because you had to prove that you deserve to go to the postseason. Because unlike today, where 12 teams go, back then four teams went to the postseason. Two from, okay. or uh, see what I'm saying? So you had right. one, you had one playoff, and now you go to the World Series. And then the next thing you know, you had this unbelievable playoff series with the Astros. They go on to Kansas City. Nowadays, starting with that three three game uh, first round. There's four rounds to win the World Series. That's that's a right. lot, a lot of landmines to uh, to to maneuver through. Okay, so take me back to this, and we'll stay in the American League before I let you drag me over to the National League. How important is it for the Mariners, the Rangers, the Astros to win that division and avoid having to go to Minnesota? Or Tampa Bay and have to play all three of their wild card games on the road. Of course, it's huge. It's huge. Home field advantage obviously is a huge thing. Uh, but in the three game series is what I'm talking about, right? And and that's another series that you don't have to worry about. Anytime you get a buy or you don't have to play around, there's no chance of you losing. So of course that's. Let me let me put it this way. Just to get a seat at the table. Th- this part of the season when you don't have a seat at the table, beggars can't be choosers, but now you control your own destiny. You got 10 games. I'm not thinking just get in. I'm thinking win this division. Now, now you may be put in a position six days from now, whoever you may be Houston, Texas, Seattle, where you'll say, okay, I just want to get in. I don't care about the division anymore, but right now, no, I'm, I'm, I'm greedy as a player. I want the division. Now you put to the last game to play on the road. Correct. Now you you get me down to the last two games of the season, and I've got to win two, and and I'm lo- I'm scoreboard watching because Houston's got to lose one out of two. Now I'll just I'm begging, beggars can't be cho- just get me into the postseason, please. <laughs> Do you stand and watch the scoreboard during the game? You're standing there at second base. Do you look up to see what the scoreboard is at the other game? Without a doubt, sure they do. Players do all the time. Pitching change. What do we got going in between pitches? Are, are we winning this game? Well, we're going to win tonight, but we know Houston's got to lose. I'm checking that scoreboard, and everybody's checking that scoreboard uh, throughout the game. So, yeah, without a doubt, you should we, watch. We, we talked about this in an early, one of the early podcasts that we did. The players do watch the scoreboard. You look to see if the the hot to what's going on with the hot dog race, the dot race. You guys watch the in game entertainment in between innings. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay, let me stay in the American League before we go over to the National League because I got a, I got a very important question to ask you about the National League. But before we get there, I want to do this. I've got the manager of the Mariners is Scott Service. Rangers, Bruce Bochy. Astros, Dusty. 
You always say that I'm not sure how much a manager is worth wins and losses each season. Mm-hmm. But I want to know how a manager can affect the team at this point of the season. I've got I've got two managers that have done it before and have World Series rings. I've got I've got Scott who's led the uh, the ball club uh, in Seattle. How much how much influence do they have over the ball club right now, making sure that everybody stays focused, they don't get ahead of themselves, they don't get too anxious, that they have everything in the right perspective. I think Bruce is the obvious choice for for somebody to look to at the top uh, from a player's perspective. Uh, right now, the least effective and one of my favorites is probably Dusty because that team, the Houston Astros at this stage of the game and what they've been through the last six or seven years, that group of players, uh, it's kind of on autopilot. They know what to do. Dusty has to, doesn't have to tell them. Uh, you, don't, you, don't want Dusty, you don't want Dusty changing everything because then it'll it'll throw off the rhythm, right? But Dusty's not going to change everything. He, <laughs> he knows that. But those players self-monitor. They run that show. They run that club. club. That's a veteran right. club that's been there, right. done right. that. They've been there. They've been there, done that. Uh, you look at a Bruce Bochy, Texas Rangers haven't been in that conversation for a long time. Now, you've got some players on that team that have had postseason experience elsewhere, but not in Texas. So Boch is going to be a key role in these last 10 games down the stretch. Now, is he going to be the big difference maker that we talk about in the managerial side of things? No, but he's there. The Mariners, they've been close. Two years ago, they won 90 games, just missed getting the postseason bid. A year ago, they won 90 games, got into the postseason. They played the they, they played the Houston Astros. They had Verlander down in game one, seven to nothing in the third inning and lost the game, ended up getting swept and uh, eliminated. I think if they beat Verlander, when you got them down, when you get their number one down seven zero in the first game, you got to step on them. And I think that series would have been would have would have been different if they would have won that game. But we'll never know because they didn't. They ended up getting swept. Uh, this year they've done a lot better against Houston. Houston's been a nemesis for the Seattle Mariners. In, in as far as I can remember back this year, I believe Seattle has won the series this year versus Houston. That's huge. Just from a psychological standpoint, Houston, I don't think is quite as good as they've been. And I look, yeah, you get your, your, your kind of your captain back from the Mets with that debacle that went bad this year. So you get Verlander back to Houston at the trade deadline. But I don't think he's the Verlander that we're used to seeing. He's still a formidable, uh, formidable opponent, but he's not the dominant Verlander that we've seen, you know, for the better part of the last 10, 15 years. But does Scott change things or does Scott just well, the, be- the best man, the best managers I've played for don't change things. You get to the postseason. It isn't after raw, raw right now. Believe, believe me, believe me. No, and I and I see Scott, and I've never played for Scott. I never played with Scott, but I see. I, I keep a closer eye on the Seattle Mariners, and I see Scott. He's he's one of the guys in that clubhouse. He he's he seems to be now without being there and knowing for sure. He seems to be a player's manager, hanging out with the guys doing the activities with the guys, dressing up on road trips with the guys. I see clips here and there. So Scott seems to be one with them. Now he's getting them ready. These guys know they've been there. They were there a year ago. They were in the postseason. So this isn't their first rodeo. They know what they've got to do. They've got some veteran guys on that team. A lot of young guys, 
lot of young talent, but there's a few guys that have been there, done that. So uh, all these teams are battle hardened. They're ready to go. Uh, and it's going to, that's why it's going to be such a, such a cool finish in that. All right. Let me jump over to the national league. Then, uh, here's why I was waiting an hour later, an hour later. Here's why I was waiting to get there. You have the distinction of playing for the Mariners that won 116 games. Ran away with the division, right? Yep. Braves ran away with the division. Dodgers ran away with the division. Right. But the trend that we're seeing now is teams that have to fight till the very bitter end come in. Pete, they're ready to go. Teams that it used to be, hey, let's win this division early. We'll get some guys off their feet. We'll get them some rest. But it seems like that might not necessarily be the best way to go into the playoffs. Having rested your players, you kind of lose that edge. You lose that sharpness. You kind of lollygag around the last week of the season. Um, talk to me about the Braves and the Dodgers and what advice you would give them as a guy who played on a team that ran away with this division and then didn't finish the job. Well, I think this Braves team uh, are a few years away from winning a World Series, so they don't need any advice. The, the players there, uh, they know what well, it I takes. Guess, I, guess, I guess what I'm talking about, not, not advice that you would give them as Brett Boone, but just – Right, things I've seen. running away with it. Right. It, well, it just goes back to what we were talking about. It, it's um, don't take teams for granted. I think the Dodgers a year ago, when they won 111 games, got eliminated by an 89 win Padres team. They've learned their lesson, and they're one, running away with the division this year. I believe they're they're up on the Arizona Diamondbacks, 13 games in the division. Right. Uh, so it's been a cakewalk for them. By the way, that Dodgers team's really good. I haven't watched them that much this year because there's been so many other stories in baseball, and the Dodgers are kind of just doing what the Dodgers do. And I look at the the personnel and the comings and the goings of the Dodgers, and I just thought they're not as good as they were last year or, or how they – but I'll tell you, they went to Seattle, played a three-game series. Uh, I was up there for one of the games. This team's really good, really good. And arms coming out of the bullpen I've never heard of, but nasty. So they're going to be a formidable opponent. And I think what happened to them a year ago, by winning the 111 games, everybody talking about, yes, they were the clear-cut best team in baseball, got eliminated so early, they're not going to let that happen again this year in the first round. So they're very aware of whatever they did last year. Uh, they're going to be really careful to to avoid that uh, in, in 23. Yeah, I mean, that that – Dodger team that everybody was was poised and they kept asking, hey, Brett, will they beat, break 116, 116? You know, no. And then when you get there, the, 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 the Padres scratched and clawed to get in there, and all of a sudden the Dodgers found themselves walking into a fight. It was, it was like Rocky. It's like walking in his club or Lang and Rocky won. All of a sudden, you know, this palooka you're supposed to beat just knocked you out. Yep. The, uh, the the National League, the, the wild card, is is a completely different race. I mean, in, in the National League, I see uh, Atlanta's obviously in, the Dodgers are in, Milwaukee's yeah, in. And for in argument – Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's not there yet, but they're getting right, close. Right, right. Josh, well, Josh Donaldson's actually adding and helping that team right now. Right, but I'm gonna. I'm just for argument's sake on right. my on my podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna put Milwaukee this, in, this and I'm gonna. Podcast. 
and I'm going to put the Philadelphia Phillies in just for argument's sake. So, well, they're, they're okay. up four going into the with two weeks to go, or uh, right. What I got right. a week to go. Yeah, I'm going to put them in for argument's sake, and then so you basically got a fight between five teams for the wild card. Much different scenario in the National League. But the difference to me, and we, we talked about those four teams in the American League. One of them is not going to have a spot. I think all four of those teams are formidable teams that can win the pennant. I look at the National League and the five teams vying for two spots, and I'll talk about them right now. Arizona, Chicago Cubs, Miami, Cincinnati Reds, and the San Francisco Giants. Five teams vying for two spots. I don't know who's going to win it. For my money right now, I'm going to say Arizona and Chicago. But the difference in the National League and the American League this year, Rich, is those five teams, I don't see any of those teams winning the pennant in the National League. So to me, it's all for naught. Now, I've been wrong a lot. I may be wrong again when the Cubs are, are hoisting the National League National League championship belt. I know it's not a belt, but I like it. Once again, this is my show. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see the Miami Marlins going deep into the postseason. I don't see the Diamondbacks or the Cubs or San Francisco. San Francisco is the only interesting one, but they're the furthest out, three. Because of Webb and Cobb, that could be a one-two punch. That could be dangerous in the postseason. But they're three games out. They've got to leapfrog two teams just to get, have a wild card spot. I don't see those teams going deep. The ones that are atop the division, Atlanta, Dodgers, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, with the exception maybe of Milwaukee, I see the other three teams. One of those is going to be the pennant winner in the National League. So long story short, National League, I think there's only three or four teams that could win. In the American League, it's wide open for that pennant.